Hello, my friends, and welcome to the DDP for the 27th day of March. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me as we close the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Mark today on our walkthrough of the first, the first recorded gospel. It's the second gospel in the chronological, or I'm sorry, in the sequence of gospels according to the way the New Testament lays it out. But chronologically, Mark is first. And off of this foundation, it seems like the other Gospels sort of take their cue. Mark chapter 5, Jesus is at the end of the healing of Jairus' daughter, and we find out a crucial piece of information in verse 42. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. Of course, they're not amazed she's walking, they're amazed she's alive, because as far as they was concerned, this thing was over with. Mark returns to the immediately thing. He likes that word. He's used it a lot. But he's connecting this in a very subtle way. If you'll go back in Mark chapter 5 to the woman with the issue of blood, verse 25, she had a flow of blood for 12 years. Verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. 12, that sort of legal number, that governmental number, she is governed, she's defined by her bleeding, and because of that, she cannot bear children. That would have been one of the byproducts of that. No future generation. Then, verse 42, immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And it sounds like he's saying she can walk because she's 12, but he's saying more than that, as far as I'm concerned. He's just told you the story of the one with the issue of blood. He's saying that there is new life for a new generation. Just as the woman's issue of blood dried up, which brought promise that she could be a mother, here is that generation that would have been the last possible generation born of that woman before her issue of blood. And here is that generation also being raised up. We've had a young man having a Jesus encounter. We've had a father having a Jesus encounter. We've had a wannabe mother, maybe she used to be a mother, but hasn't been able to be a mother for a dozen years, having a Jesus encounter. We have a girl having a Jesus encounter. I am not trying to indicate that they are a family, but I don't think you have to work too hard to see a husband, a wife, a son, and a daughter. Again, I'm not saying that they're related because the text doesn't give one ounce of that. We do know the father and the daughter are related, but none of the others. But I think you get my point is that this structure of the family, that's that 12 that keeps popping up. This structure of the family is under assault in Mark 5. And the answer to every member of the family was a Jesus encounter. To the young man, he had to be delivered from the assault on his mind. And then he could be seated, clothed, and in his right mind. And he could be sent back to his family to tell them the good news. To the man, Jairus, he had to have Jesus meet him at the end of his rather stubborn faith. He had to have Jesus actually go to his house. But Jesus does this. He meets us in our stubbornness, or he meets us in our doubt, wherever we are. And he does exactly what needs to be done, an encounter that brings this little girl back into dad's life. To the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus' Jesus movements and motions will cause 
her to dry up in her bleeding, but it will get her to the whole truth. That whenever Jesus, we have a Jesus encounter, it gets us to the whole truth. We get to the bottom of it. Whenever he touches the 12-year-old girl, he provides for her with a future. She gets to be in her prime what the woman with the issue of blood has wanted to be. Each one of these people get to go live that next generation reality because of an encounter with Jesus. It's always because of an encounter with Jesus. That's the answer. That's why this entire That's why the gospel works. That's why we keep preaching it. That's why I keep proclaiming it. That's why I do a podcast and post videos and go into churches and write books. It's certainly not because you get rich. It's not because you get famous or that you would even want both of those things. But that's the impetus of a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. They want to be known and they want to make money. I don't care about being known And I probably like making money as much as the rest of you do. I find that there's a necessity in some of it. But man, I love the gospel. I love these Jesus encounters. I love seeing them in the text. I love having them in my life. And I love hearing about encounters that other people have with Jesus. Because they are, they change things. They reset your 12. They give you a new government. The government rests on his shoulders and not ours. That's that's incredible. One more verse. We'll close Mark 5. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given her to eat. So once again, Jesus sort of shut down this wild excitement that people have about him. He's trying to keep that under control. But then he wants the girl to eat, and I I don't want to belabor this and make too much of it, but I do see something here. I don't think Jesus raises us from the dead and leaves us empty. When he puts his life into us, he starts the process of us feeding on him, on his peace, on his grace, on his joy, on his goodness, on his love. It never ends. Just because you've been resurrected does not mean you're full. And I... And what I mean by that is that you have come to Christ, you've placed faith in Him, and He has brought new life to you. But He isn't finished working. He wants to keep feeding you. He wants you to eat of His body and drink of His blood. He wants to commune with you over His brokenness. And that's the road to Emmaus. We're blind Our hearts are burning and we're impressed, but we don't have the fullness of this until we start to break bread and drink the cup. That's what happens to those disciples, and it would seem to me that that's what happens to this girl. From here, Jesus is going to go to Nazareth where he will be rejected. We'll find the parallel of this in the book of Luke. We're rapidly approaching the 31st day of March, which will be essay edition. Wherever we stop on the 30th will be where we will write the essay for the 31st. It's going to be in chapter 6 somewhere. We'll continue the journey tomorrow, and we'll see you then. God bless.